1: Block Talk Radio.
0: Good Saturday, everyone. You are tuned in with One Love Rising on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host Heidi Little. Bob, are you here? Okay.
1: No, Artie's here though.
0: <laughs> Artie's here though. I know. I'm really excited. Okay. So, um, Artie Cornfeld. Uh, is our guest today, and I'm super excited. He's my friend, and we've done some radioing together on his Spirit of the Woodstock Nation show. Uh, Artie Cornfield is the co producer of Woodstock, the co founder of Cocaine's Anonymous. Behind almost every great band or act from the 60s through the 80s and 90s, including the Cal Sills First Summer. he worked with the Eye of the Tiger song, Tracy Chapman, Blondie, and everything in between. I'm looking forward to asking him tons of questions. And he is still growing strong, carrying and embodying the messages of hope and peace to the existing and future generations. Uh, I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Artie. Welcome to One Love Ryan. Hey, Heidi. How are you today? <laughs> okay,
1: just going outside, walking outside. Awesome. Beautiful down in Florida today. Beautiful, and beautiful. Outside, and
0: here we are. And here we are. Here we
1: are. Here we
0: Yay! Are with a
1: nice, with a nice breeze and uh, you know, country fighting to survive, but we're united, and so we will survive. And here we are.
0: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, connect. we are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And music still is yeah. our connection.
0: Love it. Yeah, that's right. We met over music. Artie gave me a call about, oh, well, I don't know, a decade ago um, uh, over No More War, I think was the song that he heard. And uh, proceeded to fill me in on his amazing career. And I remember thinking, oh, the godfather of rock and roll just called me. How amazing is that? And uh Artie and I have been uh, working together on holding the space for humanity and our peace and our love. And, um, we're both songwriters, so we have tons of stuff in common. Um, Artie, can you tell us what you think about oneness and what you feel about oneness right now with the well, way things are well, going? Well, oneness actually
1: going back to 1960, when, uh, Linda and Mike and I were talking about this mythical festival. I wanted to call it the one. That's what I wanted to call <laughs> it, you know. No kidding. And, uh, yeah, because I was always into oneness, you know. You know, the, you know. there were certain paintings that, pre- that projected oneness and certain music that projected oneness. And, yeah, if we don't have oneness, we're going to have nothing.
0: Right. And what do you think it means? for people out there who might not know say you know say we're meeting some new kids or some college students and they've never heard the term one or oneness tell can you tell them what it means to you yeah
1: well to me what it means is uh, is is caring, sharing, uh you know, taking the wins whether they're bad or good and 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 together conquering uh you know all obstacles and and helping each other live, live better lives because this life is a push and it's hard, and um, mm-hmm. enjoying it by enjoying each other and becoming one. So instead of me thinking just for me, I know that I'm thinking for another 40 million people right now, you know. And right. uh, and they're and they're thinking with me too. So it's and 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 you're and you're part of it too. So if you're if you're a part of the one and you believe it, then you are. Because then mm-hmm. you already got half of the, the 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 battle of life down. Because you have to once you accept that you know you're part of the one, you don't have to worry about egos and all that kind of crap. Right. Because right. you're just a part. Of, you're part of the one. Right. You know, right. And I feel for those that aren't <laughs> because you know they they're, they're missing out.
0: They are missing out. I agree. Um, yeah. No, when you think back to on, on to your. Yeah, I know. I know we have to fight to try to save them, as what you just said. I I want to be careful not to make sure I talk over top of you because I love it when you um, follow your um, guidance system and share from your heart. You have so much to share. So um, when you think back, uh, let's let's go with this one. When you think back on the artists that you've worked with and your own musical career, um, that sense of love in music. Um, what do you feel about that? About what's what's happened with your well, career, God. with a sense of love?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I've been I've been doing music since I was a trumpet player, symphony trumpet player in the fifth grade. So it's like, um, and I'm 75 now, so I've been doing I do know for a long, long time you know, music, and I've been making records since 1958. And mm-hmm. uh, I just I think that music has is, is always been throughout history the great bond. You know, even in the courts, you know, you know, in in the in the 1600s and stuff, you know, the, the kings and the queens, they always counted on the on the jugglers and the musicians for their for their real information. They counted on the, mm-hmm. the people that made the music. Isn't that weird? It goes back that far. And, uh, I think it's you great. know, and the fact that we mm-hmm. that we love that we love getting off, we love getting off on great music, and we love making great music. Those of us who make it. You know, and whether you just listen or make it, it doesn't matter. Like I did with Bert Summer, we are all playing in the same band. It doesn't matter what you're great song. It's if you're playing lead or singing background. When I did duo, I used to like doing background better than lead.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Artie, you have like a really, really rich history here. Um, do you have Do you have some place? you feel called to share from today like in regards to where we're at in the present day of what's happening on the planet like what do you want to talk about I think is a really good question what do you feel called to to bring up and, and well to discuss right now today? What's a, yeah.
1: well I don't know I've been sort of into um I I see what ex-partners and other people are doing with Woodstock and you know, and I've been saying it, uh, you know, for 30 years, 40 years, because I've got thousands of interviews for free that people don't know about, but I was doing two or three a week uh, in different cities, you know, for many years. And it's, it's, you know, what am I thinking about is I'm just warning people, don't fall, don't fall for people that say they're going to bring you another Woodstock, because if I couldn't do it and I was a promoter, and Michael was a guy who moved the dirt on the field, you know, uh if you have if you have a, if you have sponsors like we do with Woodstock too, a Pepsi Cola and and a record company, you don't have Woodstock anymore. When you start charging mm-hmm. people five times the price for a bottle of soda, you know, and you won't let well, people use their own tents, they have to buy tents from the company that's showing the concert. I mean, it, you can't have the feeling of Woodstock because Woodstock is a free feeling. You know, right. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think the best thing that Michael did was not get up the gate. You know, you know, even though he didn't mean to do that. But I mean I mean, that that have been people that wouldn't have been there before, you know, and it was uh I don't know, it was such a, it was such an incredibly wonderful feeling and I, I keep that feeling and every time I speak about it I'm more sharing with with, with with who I'm talking to but I'm sharing with you,
0: Heidi, because you and I have talked about this stuff already. Yeah, we have. No. Yeah, we have. Artie, you remember the story um, that you told me about how Woodstock came into being, into vision, how you spoke it into to, to happening? Can you oh, share yeah, that story yeah. with
1: us? Sure. Well, no. Well, if Linda was alive, then it would be justified because Michael was sort of changing around. But you know, this kid Michael Lang came to see me when I was I was I was the first vice president of rock in the history of the music industry, and I was the, the vice president of Capitol Rock, and we had great acts. And, um, right,
0: the vice president uh, of Capitol Records.
1: Mhm. Yeah, well, I had already done that at Mercury Records when I had Walk Away Renee and Wild Thing and Sunny, and I had already done it for Roulette Records, and you know, and I, you know, I had worked the Hollies to America in, in the mid '60s. You know, before you know, being mm-hmm. known the background singer, on the Hollies. What was wonderful mm-hmm. to me is that I'm a music freak, and there I was, and I. And I made it to the top you know with the with the gold and platinum records and all that kind of stuff never affected mm-hmm. me that way. I just couldn't believe that i got to that I was accepted by musicians and writers and producers and executives who you know it's very hard to to break that and I broke it right away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I, it was in my my first year, I wrote three hits
0: right right you know How my first was serious
1: writing, you know. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, and that, yeah. that
1: was with Jan Berry because Jan and I our first three songs were all hits.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And so. But hits is just getting so, your
1: thought across to people. That's a hit to me.
0: Yeah, no, you no. I mean,
1: it's not how much you make.
0: It's true, but for every Artie's not about the money. Everybody who's listening, my friends, our soul tribe, and I think everybody knows that who knows you. But the bottom line is, is that you had magic. You have magic. You you were blessed and your records almost all of them went straight to the top of the charts, right? That's where you were coming wow. from. Wow. Okay. So I, think that, I, think then, I think I think had
1: forty seven that went top forty. Forty seven songs awesome. in my first that's six It's huge.
0: It's gigantuous. I mean that's like unheard of these days. Amazing it's beautiful. It's amazing. Well, I love to me, it. It just seems like
1: it just seems like it was easy to do, but in reality, I was writing 14 hours a day for years.
0: Oh, I understand <sighs> completely.
1: Hold
0: so when you're second. sitting in that living room, you're sitting there with Linda, and you're sitting there with Michael, and then what happened? Oh, happens? okay, here's what happened. It's 3
1: in the morning. Uh, Michael yep. had nowhere to live. He was broke because he was busted with a set shop in Florida, and uh, mm-hmm. he uh, was staying with me. He came to my office. We fell in love because we were from the same neighborhood in Brooklyn, and we hung out for about a year and a half. And then, mm-hmm. I, and I was really successful because I, I already had my hits, and I already, I had already had hits as a singer, and I played for ten thousand mm-hmm. people a night, and I already did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh-huh. I just, uh, we were sitting and talking, and Michael, Michael, uh, he was always always envious. That I had all these hits and stuff before Woodstock. Because you know, I'm the only partner that didn't do what's to make money. I did it to make a point, not money. Mm-hmm. You know, I did it to take on Nixon, and I did it to, uh, I did it to start, help stop the war in Vietnam, and about Green Earth, and about what Gore stood for, and the people I knew. You know, and the different underground groups because I was involved. And um, so, anyway, Michael said to me, um, said Artie, you know. You know, but, you know, we were shooting pool on my pool. I was on the thirty ninth floor. It was bizarre. I was afraid of going near the windows, and and uh, he just said to me, "You know what? You never go to shows." I said, "Michael, I never had time to go to shows. I was always working on shows or in the studio, so I didn't have mm-hmm. time to take you know a night off to go to the Fillmore because I'd had twelve musicians coming in to put a string section on a record." You know, Mm -hmm. and and I was, sometimes I was producing two albums, which is insanity, didn't work, but Mm -hmm. you know, I tried. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. So that's, so what happened was, um, I had the idea and I thought, what if we take a Broadway theater, and I have money, Michael, nobody else does, but I still have my royalties and stuff that are going to come in forever, and I'll just Mm -hmm. put up the money, and we'll get an act, and we'll make it all free. And then we'll keep going Mm -hmm. until we just run out of money. And and that'll be the experience. And then Mm -hmm. um, he mentioned about Miami Pop, which he didn't work on, but he he knew about it because he was living in Florida. And he Mm -hmm. um, uh, Linda was the one who cracked it and and made it Woodstock because we were talking about the theater and this and that. And then um, Linda said, well, I like the fact that these guys in Miami did, did, did do a Miami pop festival. I like the name festival. And Linda said, "Well, why are you talking about having it inside? Why don't you take it outside?" And I said, mm-hmm. "That would be great because Michael and I had so many friends living in the Woodstock area." And so, what mm-hmm. a great place would be like having it in Sausalito or having it in Austin. You know, it would, it would have it would have a huge effect. And uh, mm-hmm. and that's really Linda snapped it because when she said. um, when she said, why don't you take it outside, my mind snapped, and I already started promoting it. I already knew what had to be done. I, I mean, I knew in some what to do, and um, it was just the, the picture I saw. I actually saw her, you know, looking off my terrace. I actually saw that crowd, you know. I'm not going to be dramatic about it, but I did see that crowd. You know, and, Not good. Vision is
0: important. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and,
1: yeah. and, you know, yeah. I, I was well, just get to say Michael, Michael, I'm going to, I, you know, the promotion is great. The word of mouth is all over the country and all over the world. And there's going to be, you know, probably millions of people, you know, just get your shit together, you know. And uh, and uh, I think it worked out just exactly right, you know. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so, some, some, some of the partners failed. The only two active partners, really, were Michael and myself. John Lovitz was a very nice man. Joel Roseman was is not a nice man. But Michael mm-hmm. and Joel don't even talk. They're just locked together in this Woodstock trip. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what I've been telling people, just warning people, don't go expecting Woodstocks because you can't have Woodstocks. There was only one Woodstock. Like, I wouldn't go in the studio and expect to come out with a Sgt. Pepper. I don't think the Beatles were the great writers, you know, I think Paul Simon was a, was a great writer and is a great writer. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I think the Kinks wrote great stuff, you know, I think Pete Seeger even wrote great stuff, you know, so it's like, it's just going back, you know, it's like, uh, I'm just trying to want people, don't, don't, don't buy these cups to have Woodstock on them. I mean, you know, people are just doing it to make money on a dream that we all had. And we want to bring the dream back to life. And a lot of these things that are being announced, they're not real. And, they, and they're just taking away from what Woodstock stands for. And that's music, truth, and love, and peace. And right, absolutely.
0: To- and then what was the pur- what was the purpose? You, was the purpose, I'm pretty sure you told me that the purpose was you wanted to end the war, Right. To bring peace and end well, the war, right? Well, was, you know, well,
1: well, here I was. I was 24 years old. I already had 47 hits as a writer. I already produced about four platinum albums. And I took a, mm-hmm. but four groups. I managed to number one, and I ran three major mm-hmm. labels. And there mm-hmm. I was, you know. You know, and I gave that all up. I gave up all my security and, uh, mm-hmm. and spent a year and a half developing Woodstock. And... uh there was just something driving me that I can't even explain. You know, it spirit, was just, right? Uh,
0: <laughs> well, it was
1: spirit. Just, you know, I was I was around the Congress of Racial Equality and 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 the National Conference of Christians and Jews, which Count Basie, the famous jazz, you know, band leader, you know, mm-hmm. started, which was an interracial group, and the fact that I was in New York and I I moved to the South, you know. During really tough Mm -hmm. days, and I had to fight my way into every school I went to because I was a Jew and I was a Yankee. And in reality, I'm just a being. I'm just a being that believes in a power greater than myself. You know. Mm So yeah. Well, you've been doing
0: you've been doing transcendental meditation for years, right?
1: Yeah. Well, when when they came back, when the guys came back from India, you know, they pulled me over to this. uh, to the to the IFRAM uh, in uh, in Manhattan, and I uh, I started with Transcendental, and that was in 1967, two years before. Who was
0: started.
1: that? Who was that? Uh, that was uh, that was the Maharishi. In fact, you know that's, why, so I'm
0: nice. that's why
1: I'm that's why that's why I'm friends with the Guru, who's the number one Guru in the world now with 100 million followers, and that's the best of all. Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, the Art of Living Foundation. Right. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they have yeah. nineteen ashrams in places like Somalia and Darfur. Yeah. And when he speaks, mm-hmm. three hundred thousand people show up. And like he's as big as Gandhi right now. And mm-hmm. and what shocked me, I think I might have told you, when I was in India putting together a, a food bank about six years ago, um mm-hmm. I heard that, that Guru, Guruji wanted to see me and he's like a god over there you know, and, and, and I, we're riding from Mumbai to this place corner, and it was only about 50 miles away, but with the traffic and there were people sleeping for about 20 miles on the ground for days, just to get a bit of chance to see the guru leave the house and go to where he was going to speak. So I got oh there, and there lines of people up the stairs, and the people in front of me were all bending down, and they were, and they, were they were kissing his robe, and, 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 and they were getting off on it, and when I came over and it shocked me because he jumps out of his chair, lifts me off the ground, and gives me a kiss on the lips and he goes, Ati confer, I love you so much. And I said, <laughs> I said, I could just feel you and just feeling and being with you. I love you so much. I said I said, Why do you love me so much? He says well, you know, he said the only honest thing in the Woodstock movie to me was you at the flower and everything you said because I even use that when I speak sometimes. And I've watched and I've watched that section of the Woodstock movie over 400 times. He says you don't know our connection, Audrey Cornfeld. He said, he said we both had the mind as our guru. And you put you brought over Swami Sachidananda to put a feeling of meditation and and spirituality over the whole field before it started, and and then he said and me and Sachidananda grew up in the slums together, so he was my best friend. So Artie, you and I have been connected for for forty fifty years, and and uh, just the way he treated me and. Uh, I sort of, I sort of grew up because I wasn't feeling good. It was after my back operation about three years ago, was it, When I was in bed half the year, sure. And, uh, yeah. And they got in touch with me because he wanted to introduce himself in an America, and they wanted me to take Lincoln Center, and 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 introduce him. And I just couldn't do it, and I hated saying no to Guerouji because you don't say no to Guerouji. You know, anybody who has, who has, uh <laughs> you know, has, um, who has, ninety-five million followers. And even he even consults with Bramson and Prince Charles, but he really works with the people that are in the Indian caste system, and he and he teaches mm-hmm. them something we should all know: to accept the things we cannot change, and not, therefore we change them, and to be grateful that we're we'll getting through the day, you know, and don't have expectations. Mm-hmm. Just stay in the moment and do and 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 make the most of it yourself. Beautiful. Beautiful. I I have trouble with it because my mind is active, so I have trouble with it staying in the moment sometimes. But now when I'm. I think everybody's working on
0: it. Maintenance these days. Yeah, there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening on the planet. There's a lot. There's
1: different heads, you know. If I'm doing the next, you know, forget it. Don't even talk to me. I'm somewhere else. I don't even know where I go. You know, I Mm -hmm. just know that I, I I see this I. When, when I mix, I don't see. I don't. It's not what I hear. I see. I see a picture, a painting in front of me. Mm-hmm. And when I do, mm-hmm. what I'm doing is filling in the colors. So when people say mm-hmm. what are you doing in the studio, I say I play the players. So everybody could have hired the same players that I hired, even a lot of them I started. Uh, but mm-hmm. I got the most out of them as as friends, because I always mm-hmm. tell my music. Play what you have. I didn't tell them what to play because they all played their axes better than I played them. You know, so got I would it. say, guys, rehearse, this. I'll be back in an hour and let me see what you got. You know, mm-hmm. except mm-hmm. the the park. You know, I was a flower girl, and that, and that I put, when we were writing it, the whole arrangement was in our heads.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. I love yeah. that. Let's have my music come yeah. to me too. The whole arrangement gets done in one kind of swoop. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Tell me.
1: So um, what I'm saying what about Woodstock was... the 50th is don't, don't, don't anybody who tells you this is going to be another Woodstock is, is, is not telling the truth or they don't have the, the knowledge, you know, because Woodstock ventures certainly found out with two and three that you can do another Woodstock.
0: Okay. No so way. here's my question for you. In this awakening that we're in and with people, you know, becoming more understanding of oneness and how to come together, the next kind of step in the musical evolution or revolution, you know, have you got any foresight on that? Have you have you seen what that might look like? And have you got any wisdom um, or kind of? uh well, in infra- a couple
1: of bands. You know, I was I was very happy with the work I did with Davin McCoy and the work I did with the Ship. You know, and yep. I just I'm very happy that you know I was. Uh, that I put that I put Sarah Sarah Fish on on the show when she was you know you know was just starting to get known you know and it helped to go that extra little bit and now what it was it now two Goes down or whatever oh. Jose's group is you know because I did have 290 different musical entities on the show in five years
0: so right. I can't even
1: remember someone will say you know that group smoked something and and they're happening too but I don't remember. I just remembered I loved every single musician, whether they were broad band level or they were, were moody blues level or Queen level. I loved them all the same because they were all fighting the same battle. Because to make music is a full time job. Yes,
0: yes it is. And what do you think the battle is? What is, what do you think it is? What do you think is going on there?
1: Well, the, the battle is is that there was. The, that there is no um there is no music industry that really counts right now. It's all a- mm-hmm. when when I when I got to be run yeah, when you when you're running A and R or rock for a company, you are in charge of you you have the final say on all the acquisitions that are signed to that label. And you even get you even put out the singles or your change single and you have that power. And um you know just just to get to that level, right you know <laughs> being trusted because the people i work with i I think i'm like i'm like any i'm like any groupie watching a dick clark the american bandstand show and then i wound up being on american bandstand but you know i I was the kid that would watch american bandstand when he was 14 and go running to the record store to get whatever group he sees for that day you know so it's like so when i'm around the people i represented like like little Stephen or Neil Young or Sheryl Crow or Melissa Etheridge or ZZ Top or who, or any of the groups I was involved with, you know, I still can't believe that I'm there. God Almighty, I got the best ticket of anybody around that I know, you know, because uh, sure, because I know sure. the people. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, and I had and I had it with with Joe Amos when the Jets won the Super Bowl, and he was signed to me, and I had it with Joe Frazier, the heavyweight champ of the world, because we were best friends, and I signed up to Capitol. Joe Frazier and the knockouts as a favor to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. to that give people a chance to, to follow their dreams and, and just advise people where they're, where they're going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Most young bands, are, they're, they're insecure, but they're egot out at the same time, so it's hard to work with them. Sure, sure. that whole oneness <laughs> thing. Because everything I them mm-hmm. is based on proven knowledge and what's going to happen in the studio. And if you add this equalizer and this, you know, I know what the sound is going to be and I know where the, I know where I'm going to have a guitar that no one's going to hear, but it's going to give overtones. It sounds like strings, you know. So it's like, um, it it it's a great thing, you know. I. I had to stop because it, it takes a lot out of me because I do still do 13 or 14 hours at a time in the studio. Mm-hmm. And not at 75, mm-hmm. it is, I, I do feel the effect on it. Mm-hmm. But when I go and talk about which soccer, if I go to a college, something takes over because I've been voted the best assembly at too many colleges, and even the Sidwell School, you know, in, in Washington, where Chelsea won, and where the Obama kids won, you know. and. They, they were incredible. So for some reason, I'm crossing over to the millennials because because they know that I'm giving them everything I have. You know, and and uh, hopefully, you know, all of us together, because I always say, who is the, the star of Woodstock? It's everybody who believed in what Woodstock stood for, whether you were there or not. You were, you were all the stars of Woodstock. You were all the reason it happened. And I always say yeah. I was a messenger. I was not the creator. I was the messenger.
0: I love that. That's how I feel about what I do too. It's beautiful. Um, Artie. Okay. So what about so you you know, so moving? Money. What about making more festivals? What are we going to do? How do you think that? How do you think we should do it? Like, for all the people out there that were circled up with all the unity groups, how do you think we should do it? What should
1: we do? Well, you know, I I was so involved in having to survive some illnesses within my house, you know, that uh, that, uh, it it took over a lot of my time. And I was glad I took my show down, you know, because I love doing that free show. That was, just, you know, right, right, right. I, the artist first
0: show, I, the spirit I, of the Woodstock yeah, well, Nation right. show, right? right? money, mm-hmm. so, you know,
1: on, on regular networks, I turned it down mm-hmm. because I wanted to just do the free show, and I'm happy that on Wednesday, I'm doing uh, the first uh, spirit show, and uh, you know, over the year.
0: Great. Where can people tune into that, Artie?
1: Uh, August first dot com. Wednesday, Wednesday night, uh, uh, nine nine o'clock. Central time and uh, and uh, ten o'clock East Coast time. Beautiful. And, and it's, I, is it called Spirit uh, of the Woodstock
0: Nation still? Is that the name of the show? Yeah, spirit of the Woodstock yeah, the Nation. Woodstock.
1: Great. Now, I call it the Spirit of Woodstock '69.
0: Nice. Because I think the
1: Woodstock two and three, you know, did a lot to destroy what the spirit of Woodstock was.
0: What do you think were the differences? It, it, what well, was the problem? It, was, it
1: was totally commercial. It was. You know, when you spend when you spend a hundred million dollars to build a stage and a site, you know, that's that's a little beyond. You know, it takes away from the purity of it all. You know, it just it just takes away gotcha. from it. You know, you know, gotcha. paying acts paying acts that if I if I didn't get that movie together, paying acts that wouldn't have been working in the last forty years, and seeing them charging fifty thousand dollars, seventy five thousand dollars, and in reality, they should be sending everybody who bought a record a couple of dollars, gotcha. instead
0: of charging <laughs> gotcha. that much money. <laughs> oh, I see. I yes. see. Mm-hmm. 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 So,
1: yeah. um, you know, you know, Remember, there was only four or five acts at Woodstock that had hit records out of the fifty-something acts. Right. There was only four or five that had happened. The rest were all right. a lot of them were unsigned. They didn't even have label deals. You know, but right. the, but yeah, the yeah. event became the star. Yeah, everybody on the field to me was as good as Peter Townsend. You know, playing with the Who was as good as Sly Stone. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, and I had to watch closely because you know the movie was an obsession to me because I wanted it to last, and I I, I didn't realize that the movie would take it from music history into world history, and that would be mm. in the book around the world. Starting in junior high school, they have, they start teaching Woodstock and mm-hmm. history, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not—it's mm-hmm. not all of us. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I and I recognize that, you know, I I, uh, I do recognize it. That's why I have I haven't done, you know, I haven't tried to do a you know a Woodstock or use a name for the wrong reason.
0: hmm
1: hmm mm-hmm. If I do something, it's gonna Boy, be about peace and light, you know. If you have peace and light. And, and a dream mm-hmm. world and, You know
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I think I told you Heidi When we were talking personally That I became friends with uh, With Joe Dan Osceola and he's, and he's the chief for the Seminoles and Oh that's right That's song. the
0: newest news coming up here I think
1: there song With someone else And it was called Osceola's Last Words And I did it with Mike Smith and Barbara Barrow for, On a label I had in, in a, Oh in 1975 And when I met Joe Dan, you know he was in medicine now, but his great 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 grandfather was—he was the most feared chief. The Seminoles were the most feared fighters in America, and he's the one who sent his whole his whole tribe to live on the reservation. But he stayed in jail in Florida, and uh, they say he was murdered. Uh, the, the official thing is that he's started to death, but there I was sitting with the chief of the Seminoles, and I just said. I don't mind. Am I lucky the people that I've got to meet? You know, what I've learned, what I've got to learn from them. You know, I don't think I have much to teach them, and yet, you know, and yet I'm talking to Joe Dan about maybe doing something on the reservation, you know, about peace and light, you know. You know, that, that kind Absolutely. of thing.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, I, I, so I, could, I, I couldn't come out and say, you know, Audio Cornwell presents which what stock, what stock for you know. I you know, you know. I, I just couldn't do it because it, because it, it couldn't be done. It's like, am I going to write the Pied Piper over again? No, I'm not. I already wrote it. You know. So yeah, super, I think it's beautiful. I, I that, think you're uh, beautiful. <laughs> I
0: know you're
1: beautiful. Uh, I don't know. how beautiful. So, I might feel feel uh, old and decrepit today.
0: Aww. <laughs> uh, I'm not talking to you, Heidi. I know. I love you. Um I know I know job. so much about you. I'm just trying to figure out what to share that's the most pertinent information. Okay. If you Okay, so say we're engaging um a new audience of, you know, college students or younger students and, you know, they're experiencing all these challenges right now they're seeing all this terrible news they've got all this stuff happening presidentially all, all, everything going on and all over the planet right? the children are following up with you know, global warming and all this stuff what can you, what words of wisdom and advice do you want to share with them on how to take care of this place on how to move forward on this planet, what do you think you should tell them
1: I don't know, I was doing everything I could, I mean what I don't understand, since I've gotten letters from the, the people that these people think are gods and pay a fortune to go see live, that read my book and say, "Oh, you, you the whole trip of the whole musician trip and the drugs and the death," and because like, my book is not just uh, maybe thirty percent is about Woodstock, but I wrote about the whole music generation that turned rock pop do up into rock, you know, and I was part of that generation, one of the, one of the leading writers, and uh, you know. And those are wonderful times, and I want to keep those times. The commercialism mm-hmm. right now is, you know, people are putting posts up about concerts that, that they aren't even in existence yet. You know, everybody's trying to get a part of their name. I mean, I couldn't get my own name on AOL. Someone has my name. So I couldn't oh, get all heaven. these points. I couldn't get that. Someone else got it.
0: That's so bizarre. Yeah. Um and so,
1: what you want to share with the youth and our our listeners is yeah. truth, the back, right? To so that you believe in magic, and I I I, I was involved in signing this eleven and spoon and, you know, and and believe about the magic that'll free your soul. Believe about the magic and rock and roll, you know, and uh, right. It, it, and and you know, and and I think uh, you know. The situation with the president that 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 probably has a 2 IQ, you know, doesn't read any of the things he speaks about, you know, and, and people are suffering and losing insurance and and it's harder and and the tax bill they're proposing just helps the, the top two percent more and more, and meanwhile the people, I can't believe they can see middle class people make a hundred thousand dollars, got Almighty, money. When I was growing up, if you, if you, $100,000. We were from a rich family. It's you know, amazing, because, isn't it? Yeah, well, because mm-hmm. of the lobbies and the fact that they get away with it and they own some of these senators and it's like, uh, you know, right now the important thing for us is not the Woodstock 50th. What's important to all of us right now is the election in November, the midterm election. What you know, do you think about it? Mm-hmm. What I think about it, I, I think that we should be uh, really contacting, you know, the people that are running and saying, if you're not going to, you know, vote, you haven't voted the way we wanted to vote when we elected you. You've double-crossed us, and, and unless you're going to back us 100%, you know, we're not even going to vote for you. We're voting for the other side no matter what, because mm-hmm. you're, just playing mm-hmm. part of the, you're just playing part of the Washington game. You're not playing part of the human game. And that, and that right. we all want to, you know, we all want to like that's where I was when I worked on rocking in the free world with you. Know, I need mean, rocking in the free world. got to everybody who heard it, it affected everybody. Right. And when did right. I retired, a tiger? I had a tiger affected everybody.
0: Right.
1: And that was not me. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just I just built a group that was good enough to get the gig. You know, and I just wanted to get him to that point where I stole on would call. So I took a record that wasn't even out that I produced, and I got it to number one in LA. And the and the record wasn't out; it wasn't even it wasn't even a record. But I got it to number one in LA, and Stallone heard this song called "Poor Man's Son" so much that he fell on over Survivor and he called and said,
0: "Could you guys
1: do something with a tiger?" I said, "What are you talking about, Sly?" He said, "No, I'm going to be wearing a jacket with a tiger on it in Rocky City." And so I told the kids, and four days later, they sent me a demo, and I swear to God, it was as good as the the final record. It was yeah, just, totally. uh, you know, it's great when it's great when you have a groove and, and you hit something that's really magic, you know. And I think it is you know, right. the only one selling song now, you know, in history. You know? Yeah. I, I think yeah. last year, it was the number one download.
0: Right, yeah, and then Katy Perry put that line in her song, too. I got the Eye of the Tiger's. So it's moving into right. it moved into right. the pop pop current pop fields too to remind people, which is awesome. So how do you think people can? How do you think um, you know these people out here that are are people out here that are trying to change the world and and can unite humankind? You know, how do you oh, think that? Yeah.
1: Uh, go for it. What do you think? Well, I don't know what I think. What I think is scary is. I can't believe with Bannon and with, with, with Trump and his views, you know, and the fact that his father, you know, they have they have they found documents of, of Nazi party meetings with his father present and signing in as a Nazi, you know, and it's like the racism that's going on here. And these these black kids getting shot with no guns on them by 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 white policemen. Now, my dad was in. NYPD. And, and mm-hmm. it was a different then because they had to walk the deep before they even got in the car, and they had to get to know the neighborhood. I I think that every cop in America should have to live in in the neighborhood where he works and should have to walk mm-hmm. the street for a while so they get to know the streets mm-hmm. and then go into radio cars. You know, because yeah, that,
0: they, I mean, they isn't they that a beautiful him? thing?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, right now we have apartheid like it was in South Africa. You know, and God, if mm-hmm. i if I, if I, and in reality, part of me is, is is a black man, just like part of me is a is a Muslim, and part of me is some is an Indian. You know, praying. the Absolutely. And yeah, so yeah. it's like uh, just embracing it all and, and staying true to your school. You know, so so uh. making it, making the side, but out of the woods, like fiftieth to me. You know. I may do a couple of things, but they're not going to be called Woodstock, and they're going to be about freedom and getting pulling the country together, and you know that—that's what I'll be aiming at. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're any, always
0: aiming I, at. I, I love that. Yeah, you know, I
1: don't want—I don't want a crowd that shows up because it's a Woodstock anniversary. I want to show up because they want to be there and they want to make a statement for their children in the future.
0: Right. Hallelujah! Backing you up on that. It's hundred thousand. Trillion billion percent. <laughs> That's well,
1: great. Yeah, I, I love really, that. The guys are just sitting, you know, and I've had meetings with billionaire guy, kind of people and stuff, but you know what? It's just, um, you know, it just, uh, you know, I know what it takes, and for me, it takes an awful lot, and I won't do something unless I know I can deliver 100%. So if something mm-hmm. comes along and I feel that I can really come through, but I will. If not, I'll just advise them and, you know, and give them all the advice I can if I think they're real.
0: mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. So I hope you heard that, folks. If he believes in it 100%, then he goes for it. And if he's not totally sure, he helps advise and you know just takes care of business. So I would say that's the magic of how to make things work is you have to believe in it absolutely, absolutely, and continue. What about doubt, Artie? What about doubt and fear? Like when doubt and fear come in and try to wreck things. What what do you think? What do you
1: do? What did you say? I couldn't hear it because of the phone.
0: When doubt and fear come in and try to wreck things that you're working on, what do you do? What do you do?
1: Oh no! Well, it doesn't affect me because you know I've worked on probably uh, on 130 different band projects and group and, and artist projects over since 1958, and I really got active in 62. Uh,
0: okay.
1: I don't. What do I? What do I feel? I just, uh, I just, uh, I'm happy that I'm in a position that I that I've been able to help people, and uh, and that I never did anything with prison money ever. I never, I never did music because of money. I did music because I worked to make music, mm-hmm. you know? and, and and I yep. loved, and, yep. and, and it. and the so it was great because, you know, I I could help change people's state of mind. So, I just use that like I. It, be promoting a record and that's, that's why I was the first person to ever use radio to promote a concert and, I, and it was the first festival so it was the first time it was, FM radio had just come around and because I was a big rock writer and when it was AM radio I knew all these guys that started FM radio so mm-hmm. I, I knew if I pulled them in that would be the word of mouth you know that would be enough to get as many people as we wanted there you know, so right. you know, it, there was just a lot of publicity about what was going on, moving dirt, building stages, but you know, the promotion job and my staff and the people on my staff became used. Danny Goldberg started Radio Radio America and discovered uh Rachel Maddow and and uh, and Al Franken, you know, you know, so it was like uh, the people who worked for me on you know, the promotion of woodstock really, uh were. Into the feeling and into the vibration, and that's why when I did my publicity, I, I was in charge of all the interviews and stuff, and uh, I was always building Michael because I was already built, you know, and I just wanted to build Michael, you know, and I wanted uh, to a, 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 yeah. you know, also
0: get mainly
1: out of love you know what we were doing together. Yeah, so no matter what, I started to see the bottom line without our, without our friendship originally. It never would have happened. And, and you know, and then, and then when there was a storm hit and it was really scary, you know, that's what made mm-hmm. it happen. The mutual threat right. and that everybody pulled, pulled together and then it turned into magic. And I don't, you know, I don't know how, I, how that happened. I don't know. People just in a position and instead of being selfish, people shared their food with whoever was around them, you know, probably shared their joints too. Oddly enough, you know, I hadn't gotten high before. and so.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I went public about uh, you know, being a founder of I Anonymous and being sober thirty six years now. I, I went public, yeah. you know, because I was a guy who did Woodstock and it was a drug influence, so I just wanted to know hey you know, the the guy who promoted Woodstock and made the movie record, you know. He he's sober. He he got sober because he put a nice yeah, and I and so I blew my anonymity because it sounded like it was going to hurt my work. I still, you know, and in the music industry, someone's going to be at me because I smoke because I use a vaporizer, you know. Mhm, mhm, mhm. So,
0: like, uh, so, same, so you're saying that the same thing. The same things that are happening pretty much here on a planetary level, we're having you know, extreme storms and flooding and earthquakes and fires, and it's, it's forcing people to really check in and see what's important, as well as circle up together and to help support one another. So the same thing happened with the Woodstock Festival, right? You had this you know, mud thing happen, and this storm thing happened, and people pulled together, uh, to form a unified front, to continue to be able to collaborate in harmony, right, in peace and music, which was the point, right?
1: Yeah, well, the number of people there it didn't matter. If it would have been 50 people with the same vibe, it would have been the same result. The fact that it was close to half a million with the same vibe, and the fact that there was no recorded fistfights, you know, for four days, right. over a day, no fistfights, you know, and... Uh, I was just sick, and imagine if it was a drinking crowd, you know, that was drinking alcohol instead of smoking weed. Can you imagine what would have happened? The oh, few it, would days have been and stuff, yeah. it would have been terrible. It would have been horrible.
0: You know, so... Yeah, no, that's, I, I, alcohol is a depressant. So that would have been terrible. But the fact of the matter is, is, it was about peace and harmony and love and coming that's, together. That's right. And so the people yeah. collaborated on that vibration and that's how it ended up being so successful. I think it's a map for how to continue to get through this awakening into a place of um, 5, 6, 7, 8D, you know, where we're working with our higher selves all locked in on this planet and bringing heaven to earth, you know. I think it's, um, I think it's a, a perfect example of, of how to grow it, of how to do it. And I'm so grateful that you're you know, on the planet with me and everyone else still <laughs> to share your wisdom. I love you.
1: Thank oh, you, Artie. Oh, oh, you know, we're here, and I've gone to strange places. I mean, I've gone to Korea, and I've gone to India, and i went to Italy. I, you, know, not, I haven't, I, you know, I didn't spend my time in London and Paris or those kind of places. I went where there was a need. Right, right, no, so yes. Exactly. And you've been
0: helping children. You've been helping children for years, right? You've been doing yeah, children's right. funds and. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, until I had to stay in bed, you know, I was going through. I was going, still going, two or three meetings a day. Not because I was afraid of not not staying sober, because, uh, but you know what? I, you know what? I, I still recognize that I'm an addict, and that. Uh, I have to really be careful with anything I do because I have an addictive personality, so I've got to be careful. I don't want to fall, Mm -hmm. you know, into the losing everything because I'm a gambler now, you know, or running around with too many women, you know, and losing my life because of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's hard to take whatever the power is, whatever the great power is that we all wonder, you know, but but those of us who know, we, we just know, we, it doesn't have to have a name. We just know that the great powers do exist and they are here to help us if we call on them. But when you have mm-hmm. a president and his whole staff saying that they're still saying there's no global warming, when they're having tornadoes and, and, and they, when they had an earthquake in New England, come on, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: The mother's saying it's time to be reverent, children. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, this it's, I, it's I, really I, important. <laughs> I don't and I I don't understand the thirty five percent that still, you know, believe in everything Trump says because he's he's been caught in so many lies and I don't understand why he's still president. I mean I went to school in Washington and I roomed with the vice president's son, David Humphrey's son. So I was around these people with politicians and uh mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. some are, some are real and, and some you know, it's it's a big gig and the money that they make. Just with all these guys now that you know, are coming out of they've been using private jets you know, just to fly an hour flight, they've been spending ninety thousand dollars to fly from Washington to New York instead of instead of getting the 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 train for fifty dollars or taking a shuttle flight, you know, for hundred and fifty dollars. They're using army army planes that it cost ninety thousand dollars just to take them off the ground. God
0: so, Lord. What a waste of money. Yeah. Yes, yeah
1: and people was starving in the ghetto all over America still. I
0: know. No course. Know, no course. if you go to farmlands and, and, and
1: you know if you go to if you go to Iowa and you go to Ohio and you go to where there's a lot of farming and stuff, is there's, there's still a big race battle going on and there's you know it's just uh there's so much here in America that we have so much to share and uh, uh, the fact that there's a couple of people that want it all now is really messing us up, you know and 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 I we have heard. to fight that. Yeah, we have to fight in our own way, which means, uh, you know, I'm not running out and getting an automatic rifle. No, I'm not. You know. Right. But I'll, keep, I'll right. keep my automatic brain going, you know. And when it works, it, it does good. When it doesn't work, I'm <laughs> <Okay. very careful. laughs>
0: No, you're good. You're beautiful. And your heart is an automatic heart. It's a wonderful heart. It's, um, mm-hmm. So you would encourage people to stand up for the right. And their freedoms and what is right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and, and don't and don't back and don't back these big high high price festivals that, that are going to be used. They're going to buy the name from Woodstock Ventures. They're going to buy the right to use the uh, the, post, the you know, whatever. And um, mm-hmm. you know, and nothing to do with Woodstock. It's just another. It's just another bonnaroo or just another you know money making situation because uh, mm-hmm. you can't have sponsors. And you can the the way they do it, and, and you can't make big big documentary deals or concentrate on that, and 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 put on something that has the vibe of love and people pulling together and helping each other like Woodstock did. Mhm, I love that. You know? I love that.
0: And and I, we're working I'm on I'm the things. one who
1: did it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. I always play the song that he wrote for me and Linda when at Woodstock, and I. And his song, we're all playing in the same band, pretty much ties up what soccer's all about. Because the second mm-hmm. line is, there's enough guitars for you and me, and that and that's like us talking and saying to the world, hey, we we can have solar heating, we can do this and that because there's enough for all of us.
0: Mhm. Mhm.
1: There's enough for all of us, and we're being ripped off right now with taxes. I can believe it. I'm on social security, but because I had a, a good royalty year. I owe seven thousand dollars, you know, above my social security. I owe seven thousand dollars this year in taxes, and I have not paying taxes. Oh since have taxes. You know, mm-hmm. So, it, uh, you know, it's okay. It's just the way it is, and I'll I'll deal with it. You know, I'll get away with everything. Well, <laughs> you know?
0: I know. I hear you. It's um, and then in the in the same note, you know, it's like. I've been encouraging people for years to focus on the solution, right? So if we see something that we know is an injustice, I'm going to encourage our listeners to focus on the solution and to really put their hearts and their energy into that.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it frustrates me because I started six years ago on my show, I started telling people, make sure you get in touch and and vote to your governor of your state. Make sure you get in touch with your state assembly people and and judges, you know, and... uh, you know, now it's popular, but I was talking this six years ago, because I was a political scientist mm-hmm. in college and, I, mm-hmm. and, I, and my mother did find the Freedom Rights, and I did work for the Congress of racial Equality, and I did put out those buses, to Freedom Rights. So mm-hmm. this is not... Even yeah, rights. right. Your you know, mother was
0: crazy. a powerful woman. Mm-hmm. Your mother and your father were
1: both powerful well, people. You know, well, you know, in my book, there's that letter from the Congress of racial Equality. Why... why, why even the Facebook people and I have three walls around five thousand. You know, why they didn't go read that book because there's been four hundred people that have written about it saying it's already oh, thank you so much because it's there's not one picture of me with a star there, it's not an already calling by ego book. It just tells the whole stories of my own weaknesses and how I had to conquer them, you know. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and how we all. Yeah, it does. It's a
0: vulnerable, beautiful read and a gorgeous yeah. well, offering for humanity. You know, when was writing,
1: well, when I was writing in the 60s, you know what? All the there was, We were the highest, we were the number one publisher in the world, our, our particular you know, Screen Gems music. And, uh, you know, just, um, oh, God, just the fact that, uh, you know, the, yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually. I got lost in the day because mm-hmm. it was such great days. But you know what? If someone had a hit record and they beat you out of, say it was Joey Butler, the Iceman, and he did two of my songs, but say suppose mm-hmm. someone knocked me off of the recording session because we had the benefit of knowing who we were writing for so we could write in that style, you know? And mm-hmm. if you were good, you'd be really writing that style. And uh, uh, I just, uh, you know, when I start to see rip-offs and 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 uh, this thing, this thing with the the prices that the, the people in the Woodstock were really charged, like Santana's a great player, but Santana doesn't deserve, you know, you know, five hundred thousand dollars or a million to play a concert.
0: Right.
1: Nobody deserves right. that. Right. Yeah, yeah I know it's
0: so crazy. It's insane that whole part. Um, okay, I want to direct people to your book. It's on Amazon.com, and it's the pot. The um, it, it's called the Pied Piper of Woodstock, right, Artie? It's called the Pied Piper of yeah. Woodstock. Is that what it's called? Yes. And I've read it. I own it. I love it. It was gifted to me by someone, actually. And um, and um, and your website. If they want to go check out your website and get in touch with you on there, it's what's your website, Artie Cornfold?
1: dot The funny thing is I didn't put that site up A friend of mine Put it up You know Without me even uh-huh. knowing And that To uh-huh. wound up uh, You know With uh, Right now It's at 700,000 hits You know and, and it's There's pictures And there's music in it And it's It's uh, it's, uh, his you know, bio is yeah, there
0: you it's, should see it's it is incredible that yeah, artist course, that he's worked with want, and...
1: hey of course i want to sell my book because you know when i have people like paul simon and those kind of people say no it's incredible you know it's not just about woodstock it tells the whole story why why do these supposedly mm-hmm. music people i got that book when it's the only book mm-hmm. that's really written by a guy who did it the rest you know like you know, the rest of, you know. Like Michael's book was written by a, a Rolling Stone writer. If you look at the cover, it says you know, co-written by so and so from Rolling Stone. You know, mm-hmm. my, my only, yeah, I, I sat down for I sat down for three weeks, and Caroline set up computer, and Mark Moore, who did the John and Dean thing, you know, uh, was helping, and we uh, he worked like crazy. And I, I I still haven't read the book because there's too much in the book that's so personal. So I'm shocked that I even put it in. That's you beautiful. Know, it, beautiful. I want, people
0: to, I want people to buy it and to read it and to share it and to buy it for their friends and family because it shows authentic living. It shows truthful, beautiful, harmonious creations. It shows the pain and suffering and challenges that come to us in our lifetime. And it shows how to overcome, persevere, and be resilient in the art of love and oneness. Artie Kornfeld is Mm. a gift to this planet, and I love him so, so much. He is a dear friend. And and I think that uh, 8 billion people should understand and hear what he is still saying all these years later. And I want to thank you, Artie, publicly for your contribution to Peace, Love, Light, Harmony, justice and oneness for all of humanity for so many decades and well, I, I am you, very well, happy I say,
1: mm-hmm. I, say, I say the same thing to you because you know, you've know, been, been, been on an incredible trip of Greenpeace and of saving this and helping that and butterflies and trying to get people mm-hmm. to look at the take a look at the sunny side don't just live in the darkness and that's, mm-hmm. your, and that's basically your message
0: right Yep, Go to the sunny exactly.
1: side and get out of the darkness and do something.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it because we have a lot of children who are depending on us. Artie's done his work. He's still doing his work. I've have done my work. I'm still doing my work. I know lots of people who are doing their work. So it's just about us all working together now and and figuring out yeah, how to no, we're, play, we're play night,
1: night. and play We are starting mm-hmm. to unite you know. And, uh, yes, we are. And if someone yep. does, and if I, and if someone does come, because I've turned down, come, and if, you know, I was going to do a little, a little gathering, and I may still do a little gathering to celebrate what's 50th, you know, because yeah. I want it to be real. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. so it's like, a, I, have somebody no, I don't, want to, I don't do it want to sell 300,000 tickets a $100 each.
0: Right. You know, I
1: understand that. Absolutely. You know, like, you know, my idea is, you know, you pay a hundred dollars. That covers whoever's in your family, you know, for three days. You know.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I have some yeah. people who want to. I know somebody who wants to do it with you in the same area in New York. And he's a good guy. He's calling it the um, One Vibe Festival, I think, but he wants to do a special, um, a special edition. So I'll introduce you guys later. Okay, so wrapping up the show, we have been talking with and sharing with Artie Kornfeld, the co-creator of Woodstock, and he ran Capitol Vi- Records. And the
1: writer of Red Van's and the Pied Piper and the Park and I by the... Yay. American, you know, and, yes. uh, and the Rip and Del Ron and Gene Fitney and Connie Francis. You know, because one of my people say, what are you, I don't say I'm a Woodstock, I say I'm a songwriter and a record producer. He is. That's right. He is. I don't and he still is a
0: songwriter. And he still is a record yeah. producer. You can listen to The Ship. Google The Ship. So that's his newest project. And you can tune into yeah, his radio shows this party,
1: Wednesday, night. right, yeah, Wednesday Artie? I, Wednesday night is just all, new songs. And, you know, John Shannon is a genius, the writer. He writes incredible lyrics and, and, and plays incredible guitar. He, he's a great jazz guitar player. travels the world because he's called to play jazz guitar. And I. Just um, the fact that uh, I think we're going to play three or four cuts that I asked next, and you know worked on the overdubs with them, and, and they gave me co-production credit on. You know, beautiful, but, uh, beautiful. I have, you know, I have nothing in writing with them. I don't want. I don't want to own a band. I don't want to own people. You know, mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. work with people and help them happen because I, uh, you know, uh, that's going to be the thing I mean, I've, I've happened in all those areas. My happening is when. I see a Sarah Fish happening, and I know that I pushed her on my show a lot. You know, when she took yeah, it up, and I, yeah. had a, I had a little piece of making her happen. Oh, and
0: gosh. Artie had a huge piece in enough, making.
1: Of the, yeah, and that's enough of the satisfaction.
0: I love him. I love this guy. Okay, my friends, you've been listening to One Love Rising on Blog Talk Radio. We have been visiting with Artie Cornfeld. And he is a magician, a butterfly star man, musician, beautiful, beautiful producer, and um, holder of the light. And Artie, thank you so much for being on the show with us today, and we look forward to having you on again. And I'm going to direct people to your radio show on Wednesday night. At What time is it at?
1: It's on uh, 9 o'clock Central and 10 o'clock East Coast.
0: Okay, 9 o'clock central, 10 yeah, o'clock east coast, and on that now, is and,
1: Artist First Radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be a great conversation because John Shannon and I can on a very spiritual level, and it's, uh, you know, that's why I wanted this show. And, you know, I was thinking of getting a Shift and one of the acts that are happening that were on my show, but uh, I wanted it to just. Uh, I wanted to be able to talk to John for a while and and, and play his new music because it's really it's really getting to the point of being real special you know so Beautiful. It's like
0: a, Beautiful. Just watching it
1: grow it's, it's like I don't know I put a picture on Facebook and it's a tree that's growing in my front yard that's like huge now all over the place and I talked about when we put it in the ground, it was two feet high, and it was only six months ago, and now it's <sighs> now it's almost you know now it's big and like buds come out all over the place and and it grows three feet a year, and it's already up to about, you know, 12 feet tall and about 15 feet wide. I can't believe it It came in a little box, you know. So I'm just, that, <laughs> that amazes me, too, because you saw me during my orchid days, and I was just putting orchids on Facebook. Hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. But, tomorrow, nice.
1: but tomorrow, we'll put, uh, tomorrow we'll put Freedom on Facebook.
0: Yes. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's paint the words. Let's paint the words and color the skies and the hearts
1: of freedom. Yeah. Everybody oh, I love Facebook, you. Messages, talk about talk about talk about peace and freedom tomorrow.
0: Beautiful. All right. Hook up with Artie on Facebook and any way else you can. Grab a book off Amazon, The Pied Piper of Woodstock. And thank you, Artie, for being on our show. I love you. Oh, and thank
1: you for being with you, Heidi. Love you too.
0: All right. Blessings, everyone. You've been listening to One Love Rising with Heidi Little and Artie Cornfeld. See you again next week. Bye. Thank you, Artie. Bye. Peace and love.
1: Thank you, Artie. Bye.
0: 18 plus.